We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Of The Athletic, former Cavs beat writer, now NBA national writer, Joe Varden joins us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Joe, welcome to the show. Gentlemen, thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you. Um, do you think it's weird that LeBron breaks the scoring record earlier this week, takes uh, several days off, plops up, pops up at the Super Bowl, and now puts we, a puts a crown on his head? Put a, puts a crown on his head, and now we're going to see whether he can play tonight in Portland. I mean, sure, it's it's off-putting behavior unless he's really hurt. Um, you know, I think what got lost in everything that happened last Tuesday was he left the end of that game. And it was, I mean, the game was, the issue was still in doubt. Um, he had tweaked the ankle. And I spent two weeks with them leading up to him breaking the record and was there, you know, post-game every time. And, and, and he spends, I don't know, I don't even know how many minutes getting a deep tissue massage of that left foot and ankle. Uh, after every game. So, you know, at the time, everybody close to him was very much downplaying this. Like, he's fine. It's no big deal. He's fine. Um, but now, I mean, you you do ask some questions about, well, how hurt is he? Because, you know, we have no reason not to believe him. I mean, he, he has stated time and again 
how important it is for him to continue to win. And the Lakers are on the verge of, of singing. And, and these are games they have to have, and, and he's, he's not out there. So, you know, I, I mean, I, I think for his sake and, and for the Lakers' sake, I, I, I hope that he's okay. But, but I, um, he, he hasn't been one to just take games off like some of these other guys that we've seen in the league. And, and so I, I think there is some reason for concern here. Yeah, I mean, so you, you don't anticipate him playing tonight, then, I, I guess. No, he's out. I oh, he's already been ruled. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, that, make, that no, makes a lot okay. of sense. Sorry about that. Yeah. 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 So what, what do you think the Lakers will be? I mean, like this season. Obviously, LeBron's injury matters, but, I mean, they did make some trades, and they're trying to make a run at this thing. Yeah, I, that's not – I mean, they looked pretty good the other night with Anthony Davis and with, with the new guys that they brought in you know, against the Warriors without Steph. And I just think having been around that team, um, Russell Westbrook and the Lakers were no longer going to be a thing. Uh, they Neither side was very comfortable. And Pat Beverly wasn't very happy either, and both of them are gone now. And so, you know, it does remind me um, in a way of what happened here in 2018. As you guys remember, the Cavs were like – fourth or fifth in the East, I think fifth, but they were trending downward and everybody was unhappy. And so Kobe in his first year as GM, he traded half the team at the deadline and the guys they brought in were good enough and clicked enough. Um, LeBron snapped out of it enough to kind of get everything together. And they, and they made one more finals run. So with the Lakers, like let's assume that LeBron's all right. um, And he can play relatively soon. This team, the, these new parts that they brought in, I, I think they're good enough to, to make this the Lakers a much better team. But they're 13th in the West. So they have teams that they have to climb over just to make the play-in, just to get there. And then, I mean, I, I, would, I would suggest that getting all the way to seven or eight, where you only have to win once to get out of the play-in, is even an even taller task. So... You know they're not even guaranteed to make it to get to the plan, and then they would have have to do some work to get out. Um, and a lot of that depends on LeBron, but also like you know you just have to say like for all the changes they made, which are positive, you don't know if if it will be enough to erase a full season of, of misfortune and, and disappointment. Joe, when you were here as the LeBron reporter, did did yeah. you think much about him um, breaking this record? And, and how, if you did, how likely did you think it was that just some, what, eight years later, six years later, however long it was, that, that LeBron would, would be able to break this record that has stood for, uh, you know, almost 40 years? Well, first of all, I thought you were going to ask me if I remember when I was the LeBron reporter here if I remember when he flew to the Ohio State National Championship game uh, after having taken two weeks off. And I do remember that. And I was very nervous about it at the time. I'm like, Listen, you know, he hasn't played in two weeks. And, and we all had a, we had a practice, I think, in Phoenix. And then he hopped on his private jet, flew down to Dallas for the game, and then flew back to Phoenix overnight and played for the first time in two weeks. And that just kind of reminds you when you when you reach that certain status and that kind of earning power and all that all that stuff that you can do those kinds of things. So I learned 
not to be concerned about his personal travel uh, on off days. So I, I didn't bat an eyelash that he was at the Super Bowl last night. Um, when it comes to these records, I do remember standing around in the locker room, and I can't remember what it was. I think maybe he went over 25,000 points. And I think when that happened, that's when you first started to really talk about this, like, okay, he's never hurt, and he's already at 25,000 points. Like, barring something that, that hasn't happened to him yet, he has a chance at this thing. And, and I think the thing that I never stopped to realize is that when he was done playing, that he was not only going to be the leading scorer in NBA history, but that he was also going to be second in assists. Um, that's a very real possibility. And I think especially as he gets older and, you know, whether Kyrie goes to the Lakers next year or whatever the case may be, like if he starts to defer, which at some point that will happen, his assists are going to jump. And um, I, I really do think that he's going to catch Jason Kidd and, and uh, Chris Paul and, and, and become second all time. So, I mean, just an outrageous, outrageous career uh, from top to bottom. Joe, does Kyrie going to Dallas make them a contender for a championship? I don't think so. I mean, it makes them better, Dustin. But I, I just uh, they don't they don't defend, and they're not very deep. So you know, the other night in in Luca and Kyrie's first game together, the the Mavericks scored 128. And I think Luca was darn near a triple double, and Kyrie was right there. And one of them had 28, and the other one had 27, and they were running a two-man weave at one point, and they still lost, you know? Like, you score 127 or 8 points and still lose, and I, I think that's going to be an issue. Um, I, I, I like that team, and I don't mind the move because they just felt like they – well, it was clear they did not address any of their shortcomings in free agency over last summer, and they, they didn't think that they had improved from the team that got to the Western Conference Finals and couldn't – and couldn't make a dent against the Warriors. So, you know, you try this, you pair two superstars together, you get the ball out of Luca's hands, which they think would be a good thing, give him a little bit of a break. And I suppose, if you want to entertain this, in the event that Luca wants to go somewhere else, um, you'll have Kyrie presumably under contract uh, for the next four years if they want to offer him a max. Um, if not, I, I do think he would end up in L.A., but that's another discussion. So I think that's why Dallas did this. Um, does it make him a contender? I mean, it's hard to say that with the way Phoenix looks now, how good Denver's been all year, the Warriors, if they ever get right. Um, so it's, 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 it's tough over there, and, and you wonder if those two absolute offensive juggernauts can be enough to overcome the things that they still don't do well. Joe Varden of The Athletic on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, in one year's time, will Kyrie still be a Dallas Maverick? I, I think that if they if they offer him, you know, the full five years and two hundred whatever, two seven, it's, it's some astronomical number. I, I think he's I think he is looking for that bag. I do. Um, I do not think that he would prioritize reuniting with LeBron at, at somewhat of a discount over uh, the kind of money that, that a, a good team like Dallas can offer him. Um, but if they don't, if, they, if for whatever reason this doesn't go well or Luca's unhappy with him, whatever the case is, and they don't offer, offer him that, 
Then you look at the teams, the other teams that can offer Kyrie the max, and they're all, for the most part, they are all rebuilding. They're in various stages of rebuilding. And so when you're in that kind of situation as an organization, you, A, don't want to be doling out that giant contract uh, to an older player anyway, and then, B, don't want to bring someone in who um, presents some of the off-court and sometimes on-court challenges that Kyrie has shown to present over the last five years. So, you know, if you rule out all of them and something doesn't work out with Dallas, well, then what? And that's when you start to talk about something in the neighborhood of 30 plus million, which is still a big number and, and, and going where he apparently has wanted to go for the last couple of years, which is Los Angeles. Joe, Danny Green making his triumphant return to Cleveland where he was uh, initially drafted way back when. And, uh, you know, Cavs obviously didn't really make any moves at the deadline, but now they had Danny Green. What does this mean for the Cavs? Does it mean anything for the Cavs? Well, I'm glad you said it that way, Dustin. Um, because Danny Green uh, has a ring. He's 35 years old. He is a consummate pro as far as I can tell. And I've spent a, a pretty good deal of time around him with all the time I spent with the Lakers in general and then in the bubble specifically. And then and then I had seen the, the Sixers quite a bit over the, the last two years coming into this one. So you really like him. And as, as far as the Cavs go, I mean, they had an open roster spot. Of course you want to use it. Of course you want it to be a vet. Um, so you, you, you do this, and, and he's going to come in, and he's going to be a positive influence. But he's coming off an ACL. He is 35 years old, and he is, um, he, he is a streaky shooter, especially in the playoffs. So, I, like, I don't – know that he I don't know what he's going to be able to do here like he, he may come in um and 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 show that he he can still move and 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 you know I mean he gets hot and then they have that shooter off the bench that they never had before but I don't think that, that Cavs fans should plan on that I, I think that they um should should expect him to be more locker room more influence for now and then if he um, shows to be up to par physically, then that's an interesting discussion. I mean, the Cavs are the best defensive team in the league. Um, Isaac Okoro has finally broken through, and, and I think we need to credit JB and his staff to have not one but two young players in, in Isaac Okoro and Evan Mobley obviously improving during the year. Um, Mo- Evan did not come to, 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 to camp better than last season. But he's better now. So that's a credit to JB and his staff. And then Okoro was struggling to be on the floor uh, for, for a long time. And then, you know, he has basically lifted them out of their, their doldrums. So, so, you know, Isaac is going to start. And so then you ask yourself, well, where is Danny's minutes going to come from? I mean, is he going to take them from Rubio? No. Harris Levert? I mean, maybe, but it's hard to say that. Dean Wade is bigger. Um, so you don't think, and so then it, is it is it Jetty? I, I mean, I, I don't know. Can he move better than Jetty? Uh, we'll see. And and does he does he get his shot back? So, you know, it's a good signing. There's no reason to be upset about it. it. It's something to feel good about. But then when you start trying to apply it in terms of expectations, I would I would temper that um, because you know the, the Cavs feel pretty comfortable with with the rotation that they have and 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 you don't know where Danny is at this point in his 
career. Joe, with the Cavs, one game back off Philadelphia. They got the Spurs tonight and then the Sixers on Wednesday in Philly. There's a chance they could be top three team in the East by the end of this week or by Thursday morning. Um, what what should be the expectations? Because it's, it's getting pretty tough to not be sky high. Well, our boy Tristan Thompson uh, on the ESPN show last hour just said the Cavs are going to the conference, the conference finals, which, um, I mean, that means you beat Boston uh, in a seven-game series as the road team. That's pretty good if, if things shake out that way. Um, I, I would not go there. I do think that, that, uh, that Brooklyn, with what happened there, I think that solidifies the Cavs as a top-four team. So I feel like you want to expect them to win a first-round series. But, you know, I, I, would, I would urge caution. I would remind all that the Cavs were at a very high place in the standings at the All-Star break last year and then had a very unfortunate end of the year. Um, they seem deeper. They seem older and more mature to avoid that this time. But we need to see it. We need to make sure they avoid that. We need to make sure that Donovan Mitchell is a difference maker and, and sort of prevents some of that um, and then and, and on down the line. So, you know, I like them making the playoffs for sure. No, no play in. Um, I prefer that they're a top four team. I think that that, I think that, that, if you want to say it should happen, fine. I think I'm still in the could happen phase. Um, and then if they make it as a top four team, then yeah, you got to win a series. That's, that, that, that's how it goes. But, um, let's get there first. Let's, let's get through these, these last two months. You know, there's, um, the six game winning streak helps. Um, I think that's put them on a different trajectory for sure. Um, they don't have a ton of road games left and they're not a great road team. So things are trending upwards, but let's, let's make sure that they correct what hurt them last year, which was a post all-star break swoon. Follow this man on the Twitter machine at Joe Varden. Joe, uh, great stuff as always, buddy. Really do appreciate your time. Oh, it was great. Great talking to you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Thanks Joe. Thanks so much. Joe Varden there. I think Joe is doing the right thing here. Joe is trying to urge caution with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, the Cavs are probably going to win tonight. They're ridiculous favorites tonight at home against San Antonio. I mean, they better win. Yeah, right? this feels like a... If you lose this one, like and I, we would have felt the same way about the Bulls game over the weekend. Mm -hmm. If you had lost that game, we—I don't think people would have been full back on panic, but people would have been pretty upset because, I mean, for the first three quarters, you just didn't play like you gave a rip, and then in the fourth quarter, the Cavs flipped the switch, and then they were back to to being who we love, and they kind of took that game away, which actually is going to make the next week really interesting. Yeah. Because you've got, mm -hmm. uh, as I said, the Spurs tonight. You have the, uh, on the road, it's Philadelphia on Wednesday. And when then when it comes to Friday, I think you have another game against, a, or sorry, it's not even, it's Thursday because it's a back-to-back. -back. You're going to be playing, I think it's the Nuggets? Yeah, it's Denver at home. So, like, you're going to go from playing a bunch of teams that you should beat, New Orleans without Zion, Chicago, Detroit, Washington, Indiana, Memphis, who was really bad when, when they kind of rolled into town, to playing two of the best teams in the NBA on a back-to-back -back later this week. 
Oh, and then, by the way, you actually have a game. Oh, actually, by the way, no, I'm wrong. This, the, the Sixers are the last game of the first half of the regular season. So the next time you play after the All-Star break is Denver and then a back-to-back with Atlanta. It, okay, can we just admit, it'd be really nice to win the next two games, Philadelphia loses out, and you're in sole possession of third place in the East for the All-Star break. That would be nice. Yeah, wouldn't it just kind of be like a Feel little... Feel really good. And and listen, fourth place, if you win tonight and lose against uh, the Sixers, it really wouldn't be anything to like... That's still way better than we thought they might be at this point in the year. Yep. But man, it'd just be a hell of a lot sweeter. I, I have no idea if the Cavs can hold on to the, the, the third spot, if they get it. Because they do have one of the five easy, easiest schedules they do. in over the final 30 games, uh, 25, 25 games, something like that, of the regular season. And the Sixers, coincidentally, have the toughest strength of schedule left. But you still have two games against the Sixers. You still have multiple games up against the other teams in the East who are ahead of you. Is it okay? Are we in a position we can just say, I don't know, with the Cavs? I don't know. I mean, listen, they won, what, six straight now? Yeah. Not against all great teams. I get that. But still, it's six wins in a row. Mm-hmm. And we had a lull here for the month of January where they couldn't win back-to-back games. So I'll, I'm happy with where they're at right now. Now you had Danny Green in the mix. I don't know what he's going to bring. I think fans are like a little bit too much um, like over the moon. I think Joe kind of put the perspective on it. Like mm-hmm. you got a 35-year-old, go- 35-year-old guy that might be able to hit some shots off the bench, and he also might not. I just like. I just like the profile. I think it's much more likely that Danny Green is a key part. Sorry, he's a part of your bench. Yeah, well, now you, like, now you get you got Kevin Love on the roster. You got Danny Green, who's a champion as well, and some of that championship pedigree maybe will wear off on the players mm-hmm. who are young. Well, I think that's important, but I also think like if you ask me who's going to be more crucial on the court, not off the court, because that's it's intangible, we can't really measure it. Who is going to be more instrumental on the court over the final regular season games? I would imagine it's Danny Green because he can play the three because he can handle the ball for you and you know create offense a little bit. And he's a guy that from the wing or from you know the the two guard spot, he can score. Or, sorry, he can shoot. If nothing else, I know that guy can shoot. And unlike Kevin, like Kevin can shoot, but Kevin's, I mean, Kevin's really streaky as a shooter. So for every night you get him to go four or five from three, there's a night where he goes oh for five from three. So I'm like, I I don't expect Danny to be anything more than a 15 point, or sorry, 15 minute a night guy. Right. But if that's all he is, I think that's a win. And I, and I think in, Listen, I don't think he's going to necessarily cut Okoro's minutes. I don't, you know, I don't know really. Everybody's speculating Jetty. Okay. I like Jetty a lot. But I like a guy who's been to the playoffs and who can consistently shoot the three ball. And again, Jetty's another streaky three-point shooter. I love the signing. I love the signing. And it is hard right now to not completely go above and beyond the expectations. Do you think the Cavs are done on the uh, on the veteran buyout market? Because I wouldn't hate to see him do another move or two. And I know, like, you got to start like moving on from guys. I'm okay with. I it. I mean, they could. I mean, I just don't know who else is going to be out there. There's some names. 
Yeah, there's a lot of names. I mean, I, I don't think Patrick Beverly's going to come here because he would be the third point guard. But a guy like Patrick Beverly, Terrence Ross just signed with uh, with uh, the Suns. Saw that. Well, so there's. I mean, we're going to see over the next couple of days a lot of names get out there, and if especially if there's a guy, I don't think they're going to move on from from Jetty. Although next year it might happen because his contract's partially guaranteed. But if there's a guy, if, if we can buy out Dylan Windler, all right, bye Dylan. If you can buy out Robin Lopez, I'd seriously do it. Good dude. Gives you nothing on the court. Nothing. And right now you are one injury to Alan Mobley away from having to overextend the other guy. And also it completely changing the way that... No, the, the dynamic the of the team can, yeah. would change dramatically. Jeff, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Gentlemen, how are you? Doing well, buddy. What hey, you buddy, got? What's up? Hey, I, I just want to say I love where the Cavs are at right now. They, I mean, if you look, I believe they've played, if not probably the most games already, more than any other team. I think they're, what, they close to 60. And if you look, the other, a lot of other teams are a couple games behind them in terms of games played. I love the schedule because their road games are, for the most part, against non-winning teams. And they've got a bunch of these where they go to a city and they stay and play two games. Uh, which helps on travel, and I just think, and like you said, Philly's got a real tough schedule. I think that they they'll uh, can get the third spot, and without much uh, problem, to be honest with you, as long as they stay healthy. Yeah, I, I'm just I, I'm I'm gonna be a little bit of a coward. I just I'm afraid of putting, and I thank you for the call, Jeff. I'm afraid of putting that kind of expectation on a team that I because here's the thing. Like if they're they have a chance to be a top three seed, but if they're the sixth seed, can we really be disappointed? No. Yeah. Like and just get us in and, and not have it be a play in tournament. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like if we start to accept that they can be a three seed, I think we're gonna Are we're gonna be let down. Yeah. Because it's gonna be really hard to be a three seed. Yeah. Well and you know, we can talk about strength of schedule. They also have Joel Embiid. Um, you know, Miami has a more seasoned team, a team that has been to the playoffs. And I think Miami has a ceiling, but that ceiling is a good regular season team. And you know what? I don't think we should overlook the Bulls game. I know they got the win. And what, what's been really encouraging is not just the fact they've won six straight, but as their defense has continued to hold teams consistently under a hundred points, their offense has been pretty much consistently above. They're averaging like 111 points per game. In those six wins, they've scored at least 113 points and at some points upwards of 120 points. So not only is the defense kicking in, it looks like the offense is going. But I need to see They're going to score more. a ton tonight. It's like, you know what? That I actually do buy. Spurs play up and down. They it's don't like, play a lot of defense. They don't have a lot of good players. Like the Cavs are going to score 120 tonight. Yeah, and, and that, so the wild card is how many, how many points do you give up for San Antonio? Because the over-under when I saw this Well, that's like why you could take a team total over and take the Cavaliers total. Yeah. Like that. You could do that. 216-578-0092. So the Cavs have a chance before the end of the first half of the season to climb into the third spot in the Eastern Conference. When will you believe that the Cavs really have a chance at being a top three mm. seed in the Eastern Conference? Because... I think the Cavs are going to be a team that people pick. 
to go far. If they get a top three seed, I think I don't think it's just going to be Tristan Thompson. I think the Cavs have a player that is out to prove something in Donovan Mitchell, and I think they got a, a young, likable team with with 15 games to go. If they're still within shouting distance of the three seed, I'll believe it. But shouting distance to me is within two games, within 15 games. I need to see them continue to take advantage of a lightened schedule. And I just need to see, I can't see that, that Bulls game, guys. JB said they know how to show up and win. Well, that was a game where they didn't really show up till the fourth quarter. I need to see them continue to minimize that amount of games. The two commercials that I loved, um, the one was the, uh, the, the, the popcornos, whatever it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Breaking Bad one. The Breaking Bad one with uh, Jesse and, and William White. Yeah, Walter White. Well, it's Walter, yeah. William White. William White's a different guy. Rest in peace. May he rest. Uh, yeah, Walter White. So, you know made that one? Tuco. Yeah, yeah they he, brought in the, 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 like, car, the cartel wow! drug lord. And he does the thing after he takes the first. Uh, yeah, like, he, of, like yeah. he tries the cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Or the God. meth or whatever. They, yeah, so meth. good. That dude who plays Tuco should be in everything, just as a raving, uh, just an angry cruise. bad guy. Je- a, a lot, no, not even bad guy. Just flat out smacked out of his gourd, crazy. He is because that dude scares the crap out of me. There are very few TV characters that have actively scared me. Tuco in Breaking Bad. I I've just never seen a character written to where you feel like anything could happen, even though you know it's scripted TV. That's awesome. The bad guy in no, no country for old men. Is that what it's called? Oh, Anton Chigurh. Yeah, that guy scares me. And no, you know what scared me? The the cattle. Uh, it's not a cattle prod. What? It, well, yeah, it kills. Yes, but it's not a prod. Prod no, is like electric cattle. shock thing, right? No, no, it, no, 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 it's, no. It's like a bar that comes out. That, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. That sound was actually really comical. I, I almost did the slide whistle. The, the morning show did this morning. Um. Yeah, Anton Chigurh scared the crap out of me as well. That's oh, great. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was great. And then the other one, which it's so funny because I actually stepped out of the party for a minute. I was on the phone, and I looked back in, and I saw what was a commercial, but I thought it was real. Uh-huh. Everyone freaking out because it's a commercial for Tubi, uh-huh. and they make you think that somebody like is sitting on the remote or something, and because it, it clicks back out of the Super Bowl, it cuts in right as uh, Burkhart and Olsen are talking, uh-huh. and... There's videos that went viral of like families that are just raging lunatics about it. I'm glad we weren't in the Wilson household. Um, I'm glad we weren't recording because I flat out was like, Vanessa, what did you do? And uh, she's like, I didn't do anything. And I had the remote in my hand and I was like, the, the TV's, and then like two seconds, it, it happened in like five seconds. Mm-hmm. I put it together that it was a commercial. And then I had to both apologize for the the accusation and feel like an idiot by the way a lot of the videos that i saw from these people's living rooms were like arlo or ring cameras that they've got in their living room yeah isn't that kind of weird that you're recording at all times yes it it is so much like Like, i don't have a problem you go on vacation you want to have a a camera in the house or whatever you pop it on but like to have it on at all times that's kind of bizarre to me yeah a little voyeuristic yeah heuristic you know ness is that the right word Voyeuristic. Voyeuristic. Yeah. yeah. Ness, because we have, we have the pup, uh, she's like, oh, I just, you know, when we go away, I'd love to see what he's doing. I'm like, no. No, we're not doing that. Because, one, it's slippery slope. Two, 
That's just weird. It's just really, really There's weird. There's so much around us that is recording and we're on camera everywhere we go. There's the, 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 We need a sacred zone. Everything is some stupid YouTube bit that isn't funny. I'm the, you know, I'm an it's old like man. It's like in a society. Society, people. Let's a just so- old men. We're so- doing it. A society. I'm about five seconds away from getting out of my skivvies and, and just being and complaining right it, now. It's, it's a society, folks. And we live in a society where people just want to be recording everything because you want to go. You want to be famous. Yeah, you want to go viral. And I don't think you understand. Fame with money, barely worth it. Like, ask people who are like LeBron the other day, and that was like it was not a great thing. But LeBron, oh, I just wish I could go into Starbucks and get just my name on a cup. Get my name on a cup, and nobody know who I am. And yes, was it stupid? Yes, you would take. If you had a billion dollars, I'd take that kind of fame. You're asking for 15 minutes of fame without the money. Like, it's so rare that you get discovered like, oh, my God. And I Do you uh, think the can kid- we cancel something? What's that? Can we just can, all together? These staged videos. Of people smashing televisions? Of people smashing their TV. Th- that Philly one is, was that real, you funny. think, or no? No, it wasn't. Everybody fake. agreed. Everybody was like, nope, it's fake. It's a bit. Here's why. There's evidence well, on tell me social why. media. What's the evidence? Okay, well, the sticker looked- is still on the TV. Mm-hmm. So it's a brand new TV. They got it to smash. Yeah. And then the, the TV wasn't even mounted on the wall. Just sitting there. It was just sitting there. Yeah. It's fake. And okay. they were terrible actors. That's yes. something I didn't Actually, mention. that's the his, yeah. him, his <laughs> acting when he acts like he's going to punch somebody. Yeah, come, no. on. come on. Come on. Now, if it. he would have punched somebody... That'd have been real. See, the problem is now people are gonna have to start doing that. They should have got someone to actually punch. It's not funny. You just look like I like, and you just broke a, a nice TV. Listen, guys. If aliens decide they don't like us, it's gonna be stuff like that. I mean, on top of all the other murder, take those that we people do. first. Yeah. Yes, please. Yes. That, let them be the stars of a new planet away from me. There's gotta be two just million. Just abduct dollars. all of them. Yep. Yep. Just in, take TikTok with you. And China. China. She wants to, I just want to say China. Uh, Todd. Todd, Todd, Todd. Todd, 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 Todd. Yo, Dustin Nick. Todd, Todd, Todd. Do you, are you two of you considering Linda Blair from The Exorcist as being one of the more scary people you've ever seen in a movie? Because she terrified me. The girl, mm. the girl that plays Reagan? It was a different time. Man, that movie's scary today. Yeah, it is. It is. Today and Linda Blair terrified me, man. I that's the only movie character I've ever been scared of, ever. So you ask the question: Do you when are you gonna believe in the Cavs to be at least the number three seed? I believe they'll. I believe it now. The Sixers don't look that consistent. I've looked at both of their records for the for not their records, but who's on their schedule, and I'm anticipating they're gonna fall apart physically pretty soon. So I'm feeling like if the Cavs could hold up, they could get into the number three slot, which would be a better slot for them because of who they're probably going to draw, which would probably end up being Miami. So I'm feeling I'm feeling good about the Cavaliers. You want Miami, right though? Now. You I, really want Jimmy Buckets? I would prefer. I would I mean, prefer. I think it's – and Bam Adebayo and, and uh, Tyler Hero are going to be tough. Like, if you could guarantee me the Knicks were going to be the sixth seed. It's just a tough out. You and I are right on it. If, if this, this Nets team, I think it's actually going to be a good regular season team. I just don't think they're going to be a good playoff team. It, I'll take just about anybody but the Heat. You think the Sixers are going to hold up to hold that, 
to hold that, get up in that, to hold the third slot because they're not going to stay where they are. Yeah, but the Sixers are still good. Like Joel Embiid, even against the toughest schedule in uh, the second half schedule in the NBA, Joel Embiid is still really, really damn good. Um, Tyrese Maxey's really good. James Harden isn't useless. So like. I think they still have enough talent. I don't know that they will, but I I don't think we should. It's a shoe in that they're going to be a team that that completely falls out of it or falls that makes it easy for the Cavs. That's the better way to put it. I am request, making a request. The All Star break is coming up. After the All Star break, before this, before the first game, let's have this conversation again. You tell me if you think the Sixers are going to hold up. The Cavs going to slip in, and Milwaukee's going to get healthy. And it's going to be the Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. One, two, three. All right. Celtics got the best bench. All right, write it down. Todd, have you ever made a video of yourself smashing a TV because the team you wanted to win didn't win? No, actually, Nick, I haven't. All right, good. Don't do that. You're better than that, Todd. Todd, 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 we appreciate you, buddy. Stop it. Todd, 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 Todd. So many Todds. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.